Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. Whew, baby. Need a Friday. Need a weekend. Hope you're all gearing up for something fun this weekend. I'm going to see Dune 2 with Olive tomorrow. Very excited about that. Also watched the first two episodes of the new Shogun earlier this week, and got to tell you guys, I have not been this excited about a show in a very long time. I was hyped to see it in general, really hoped it was going to be great, and it is great so far. So those are my that's my review and recommendation for this Friday if you're looking for something to watch. Um, on the Packers tip, we got a little bit of news right before I went live. Tom Silverstein dropping uh, a piece over there at the Journal Sentinel regarding Aaron Jones and talks between the Packers and Drew Rosenhaus, who represents Aaron Jones. Uh, Rosenhaus came on the scene last year after Jones switched agents and then took a pay cut to stick around in 2023. Now the two sides are trying to find a middle ground, uh, someplace where they can live with what they think Jones would net on the open market, along with uh, a lowering of his salary and, of course, his salary cap hit uh, for 2024. Uh, Tom also reporting that if, uh, you know, the two sides can't come to an agreement, that the idea would be to let Jones hit the open market and hope that no one offers anything even around what the Packers are offering, which I don't know, man. I understand Jones is getting up there. I get that he's definitely coming off an, a injury-riddled season, but you see how productive he is when he's on the field, and you see how the offense rises to another level uh, when it utilizes him and flows through him. Now, I think working in the Packers' favor here is he's probably more valuable in Green Bay and to the Packers than to anyone else, uh, other than maybe perhaps a few of the teams running a similar system, um, i.e. the San Francisco's of the world, though, of course, they have McCaffrey, but maybe the Rams would take some interest, uh, things like that. So I don't know. It feels like a little bit of a game of chicken there. Uh, I suspect, and this happened last year, they will take it right down to the wire. I remember last season, last offseason, being pretty resigned that final day that Jones was going to hit the open market. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. And then they came to an agreement on the, the very threshold of the deadline. So maybe something like that happens again. We've only got two weeks to worry about it, so that'll be fun. Um, one other little tidbit of news in Tom's piece um, about the running back spot Packers not expected to sign A.J. Dillon to an extension. So A.J. will help hit the open market. By the way Tom wrote it, sure feels like they are set on moving on. Um, now, you never really know. Maybe he does hit the market and doesn't find any you know instant interest and the Packers can bring him back at some point in free agency for a greatly reduced rate. But yeah, the way Tom wrote it, sure feels like they are set on moving on. Um, so I know there were some news today coming out of the combine that the Packers have met with a couple running backs and we've been talking about it here for quite some time that there's little doubt that they'll be looking at running backs in this draft. I have said several times, I'll be shocked if they don't take at least one running back and it sure feels like we're heading in that direction. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about real quickly uh, is Jordan Love. Because it was funny coming off of my Carry the G radio appearance on Wednesday where I wore my Insufferable Era shirt or sweatshirt uh, with the three quarterback jerseys on, uh, with Favre, Rodgers, 
and love. And I got an email from someone saying, you know, it's awfully presumptuous to have love in that conversation already. Um, first of all, take a joke. Uh, second of all, no one's under any illusions that Jordan Love doesn't have plenty of stuff to work on or that he has, quote, arrived. I mean, he's certainly the guy that the Packers are going to build around. He's certainly the the quarterback that they want to kind of hitch their wagon to, so to speak, and hopefully build a contender around. But yeah, he's got a long way to go. There's plenty for Jordan Love to work on. And I don't want anyone to think that I, at least I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, he's already a top three quarterback in the league, Hall of Fame bound, etc. That is not the thinking here. But I am going to have some good fun with it, and I'm going to have a great time enjoying the fact that Jordan Love looks as good as he does after so many fucking Rodgers stands spent the last couple years attacking me for saying simply, well, let's see what Jordan's got. I'm excited to watch Jordan when he gets out there. And, oh, it's a terrible pick, and it's awful, and it's so ridiculous to move on from Rodgers, etc. Sure looking early blushes here that Brian Gutekunst made the right call. And I'm going to have a ton of fun with it. And that's all there is to that. Hello to everybody in the comments section. Before I get to all your comments, make sure, if you haven't yet, you sign up for the new Cheesehead TV, Cheesehead Nation newsletter. You can hit the link in the description of this video on YouTube. It'll be out weekly during the offseason, every Thursday. And then during the season, we'll have probably two, maybe more newsletters going out each and every week. Make sure you sign up. You'll have plenty of content, plenty of stuff that you can uh, dig dig into, so to speak, not just from the website, but from all of our social, from our YouTube page, all of our content efforts, and you'll probably start getting some exclusive stuff once the season starts. Uh, I'm going to be blogging a little bit more on the newsletter uh, about what I hear, things behind the scenes, things of that nature. So hop on board now. It's going to be a lot of fun, uh, and I can't wait to watch it grow and continue to become another avenue for Packers fans to connect. What's going on, everybody? Let's see everybody in the comments. We got a bunch of super chats. What's up, Terminal Frost? How you doing? Any idea if Halfley will be up in the booth or down on the sidelines? No idea yet. I'm gonna suspect on the sidelines, but that's just a guess. She said, Joey, what's going on, man? Elijah Jones and Melton, y'all are Packers. Both had very good days. Max Melton, holy Toledo. I mean, the 40 time, most of the testing today. That's a guy I could see on the Packers radar to join his brother there in Green Bay. That would be a lot of fun. Jeezy Baby, what's going on, man? We just need pick a running back from Buffalo in the sixth round. Super Bowl confirmed. <laughs> yeah, got to go the James Starks route, right? I think that's a, that's a plan right there. Michael C., how you doing, man? Aside from the most well-known plays, what is one play in Packers history you would change? Mo Williams' opening TD in the 04 playoffs comes to mind. Baby, that's a good one. Um, probably Rodgers hitting Greg Jennings when he's screaming wide open against the Cardinals in overtime. And then the game ends on that rather than a missed call on the face mask that Rodgers fumbles and they lose. That that play haunts me. That's That was a tough one. Lambo Leo, what's going on, man? I think Jones is such an important piece, especially with this young team, even if he isn't on the field. Plus, I just bought some more Jones memorabilia. <laughs> I think we got to the root of this uh, issue for you there, Joe, or Leo, at the last sentence there. Uh, I suspect that's what's going on there. Corey Krenz, thanks for being a Care of the G Club member. Random Packer, Gabe Wilkinson. Excellent pull. There we go. Nags, I want to do a shout-out to Dennis. My family and I are praying for you and your family. Shouting out to Dennis. Saw uh, somebody on Facebook had tagged me, and I 
retweeted yesterday's comments. Uh, yeah, if you can, give Dennis a shout. Throw up a prayer. We're pulling for you, Dennis. Uh, Frank Zombo. That's a good one, Soder. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert says, I just watched Andy's breakdown on safety market. It's got me hype. The potential to being in to bring in talent. Yeah, there are a number of guys out there who are set to hit the market that I think, you know, will definitely be on the Packers radar. You never really know that first blush of free agency, especially with as much, you know, free agency or, or as much cap space as some of these teams have. I mean, the Patriots, as of some moves they made today, have a hundred million dollars in cap space. You know, it's going to be real tough to swim in those waters for the Packers. And that's why I keep saying these high-end guys, the guys at the top of these free agency lists, they're going to, I, hopefully the Packers get a shot. But some of these other teams are going to be able to swing, you know, a pretty big uh, sword when it comes to trying to land the free agent talent. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Joey, what's up, man? Mine would be a replay review that Rice fumbled. You know, if only replay was around. I mean, the NFL in general should thank Packers fans each and every year for making sure that you know replay came back into existence. Oh, I'm getting texts from Packers people here. Holy live on the air. Look at this. Uh you uh, we all know they're <laughs> that's good stuff. Jared Aberderis, that's a good one. Uh my friend says just joined in Bo Melton's brother looking real good. I just talked about it. Had himself a real good day. Really good day. And certainly somebody I would expect will be on the Packers' radar in April. Aaron, do draft prospects have any say once they have been drafted? Like, what happens if they are drafted by their least favorite team? I mean, most, I'd say 99% of them have zero say and zero recourse other than to say, okay, I'm sitting out this season, which no one ever would. Uh, Other than, you know, back in the day, Eli Manning, pulled that kind of power move and John Elway did something similar, but unless you're top echelon going to go number one, then you don't have much power to do anything like that. And look, I know, uh, I think it was Dominique Foxworth is catching some heat or maybe some praise, uh, depending on what your point of view is regarding, you know, saying that the draft is uh, un-American and things of that nature, how the NFL system is set up. And he's right. But it is collectively bargained. And if you're a player, you enter into the union and you get drafted. Well, you've got to go play wherever you get drafted. Part of the gig. (laughs) Jonathan, not so random Packer, Aaron Jones. We need him. (laughs) Uh, That's good. What's your least favorite part of the DIC? Ooh, I don't know. I'm going to have to think on that. Maybe I can do a power ranking of, you know, the worst parts of the draft industrial complex. I mean, that's a that feels like a video for a couple weeks into the draft process. It's a good question. I don't want to be flipping about it and have Tyler clip it and make it 
you know, a short, and then all of a sudden I think about two other things I should have thought of in the moment, right? It's a good question, and I promise I will follow up. Hendrick always kicked us out of trouble. That's a good, good, good point. I wish, uh, wish Ron would have noticed that when he let him walk in free agency. Am I warming up to the DIC? I've I've softened my my angst around the draft industrial complex only because, you know, I, I did come to a realization, I want to say three or four years ago, where it was, you know, very much, okay, people are going to, obviously the space just keeps growing, but, you know, the people are mostly, not always, but mostly having fun with it and sharing information. And yes, there's some good natured back and forth and blah, blah, blah. But man, there does come a point where, you know, it's just a lot of people sniffing their own farts. And that's where I kind of just tune out, eyes glaze over, and like a lot of navel gazing, right? And it, the problem, of course, is now the combine comes along. We're all very excited. And these prospects start working out and you start to get their measurables, right? And now you're marrying that to the tape. And that's all great. The problem is, is there's a long way to go yet. And we have two months. It is March 1st. They could draft next weekend. They should draft next weekend, but they won't. They're going to draft at the end of fucking April. So for the next two months, we're going to get a billion mock drafts, which, again, are fine. People are going to have their conversations. People are going to make their cases for certain guys. But while they should be there, oh, he'll never be there, all that. And that's all fine. I used to hate all that, but I'm fine with it now. Like, I get it. It's fun. It's conversation. And you do sometimes learn stuff if you're talking to the right people. But, man, there's just way too much of it. Two months is way too fucking long. Good Lord. Does Matt have Facebook? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't. I have no idea. I would suspect no, but uh, I don't know. I'll ask him next time we talk. Uh, am I hopeful about Carlson's development? That's a good question. Um, I'm very much wait and see there. I, I don't know about. I don't know if hopeful is the right word. Funnily enough, I was. Uh, I went back and listened to the session Brian had with the local media from Tuesday morning, I kind of re-listened today. Um, and he was, when asked about Carlson, you know, he said he has to improve. Like, point blank, number one, Schneidman asked the question, and it was like barely out of his mouth, Brian responds, he's got to improve. And, but, you know, he does then go on to say that he had a very promising rookie season, a very good rookie season, especially comparative to other Packers rookie kickers. But, yeah, he's got to get better. There's no doubt about it, and there will be competition in the room and on the field for training camp. And the expectation is he's going to improve and win that job, but that's gotta be apparent. Uh, I don't think it's going to be handed to him. So I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited to see him compete and hopefully improve on what was a solid kind of intro to the league. Right. Joey, what's going on, man? Packers talk to Braylon Allen, check on Corey. <laughs> I didn't realize until today, Braylon Allen is the youngest back in uh, the draft class. Uh, that bodes well for a potential pick by the Packers. Uh, I, I, I've i told you guys a couple times, I'd love to see him on day three, but uh, the fact that he is as young as he is certainly should help him in, in the chance to come to Green Bay. <laughs> Big B. Random Packer, Jamal Williams, bring him back. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be fun, man. I love Jamal. Great quote. 
and as you will always say, the GOAT. Jim Albright says, hey, Aaron, this is the NFL of 2024. Drama, talking heads, money, draft drama, schedule, rollout drama, coaching drama, money. Yeah, there's some of that. No doubt about it. I mean, the combine has really gone that way and seems to get a little bit kind of uh, seems to lean into that a little bit more each and every year, which is unfortunate. But I can't say I'm surprised. Ryan, what's going on, man? Nagler, I agree with you that Goody made the right choice to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers was slowing down in mobility. He might not ever be the same quarterback everyone remembers. Here's the thing. I do think Rodgers can be uh, the guy we saw winning MVPs in 20 and 2021 still in New York with the Jets. They've got to improve their offensive line. We all know this, but I don't think he's lost anything. I think he can still play at an insanely high level. To your point, can he get around the edge against some of these defenders still? Probably not right? He's not the young man he used to be, but he can still kill you from the pocket. I mean, hell, I think I saw a quote where he was talking about if he had been able to come back this year, and we all know that probably wasn't ever going to happen realistically, but if he had, he was going to try and do what he did with the Packers down that stretch in 2014, where, you know, he hurt his calf and basically had to play from a, a, a limited circle, you know, when they did all that stuff from the pistol. Um, not saying it would have been easy, but hey, I don't put anything past Aaron when it comes to the football field. Um, I won't count him out until he retires. Let's put it that way. Um, Nags, where will the Packers look for a long snapper? Seems like this one position we are kind of bad at. Thoughts? We need one. Well, they pulled one off of uh, the Super Bowl scrap heap last year, but that, that... didn't really work out too well. Um, they'll continue to look for it. It's kind of like the punter with Ted back in the day, you know, kept trying different ones and never really could find a serviceable one. But it doesn't mean you stop looking. But as far as where they'll find it, probably an undrafted free agency would be my guess. But we shall see. I certainly don't think they should be using draft capital on it. Let's put it that way. Christopher, random packer, Mike Pryor, phenomenal pull. Excellent. Absolutely love it. No notes. Uncultured Barbarian. How you doing, man? Hey, Nags. Who is the Admiral Akbar of the Packers? And here's a random Packer for you. Paul Ott Carruth. Have a good weekend, all. Paul Ott Carruth. That's a good one. Who is the Admiral Akbar? Whoo, baby. That's a good one. I'm going to go with... I don't know, man. Rich Basaccia? Because he'd be telling them it's, you know, be warning for an onside kick. So he'd be yelling, it's a trap from the sideline. I don't know. That's that's where my brain's at right now. Ed, thanks again, man. Love college and pro, but no interest in whatever they call the summer league. Seems I am not alone in this. Has any player made it to the pros from that league? Well, I mean, the Packers' third string quarterback is the MVP of the USFL. Aha. So... You know, I. it's going to be difficult for any of those guys to make it, but that doesn't mean that there's not a possibility that they end up on uh, a roster somewhere contributing either, you know, on special teams or maybe as a practice squad member. Uh, talent can come from anywhere, and it does slip through the cracks each and every year. You never really know until you unearth every, you know, kind of nook and cranny where you might find talent that's serviceable and able to help you. 
I don't think that, you know, anyone's under any illusions that the UFL, as this new league is going to be called, is going to be a bastion of NFL talent. But, A, it's football, and I love football, so I'll be watching at some points. Um, and B, you know, you get guys in competitive situations, and you see certainly not uh, how their maybe the athleticism is going to shine comparative to, you know, their NFL brethren, but... I love to watch guys compete. And if a guy can show you down in and down out how relentless he is on, especially on defense or special teams, that'll give you, you know, at least maybe a tryout in the NFL. Nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> Lambo Leo, Caleb Williams. It's a trap. Oh, it's going to be rough when the bears ruin him, man. It's going to be real rough. Uh, what do you think of Marcus May? Think he may be useful at safety? Possible. Um, can't say I have too strong an opinion either way, but uh, I suspect uh, he won't be a member of the Green Bay Packers. Let's put it that way. I have a hard time finding the time to keep up with big names in the draft. Any potential generational talent this time around? Generational talent? Well, I think most of those will be most likely gone by the time the Packers are on the clock. But, um, you know, there's some really intriguing prospects that have worked out these last couple of days. Um, I, I love Byron Murphy from Texas. Oh, my God, that kid is absurd. Sadly, with his testing yesterday, I feel pretty confident that he's going to go way before the Packers are on the clock, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, there's a few. But the generational, like, once-in-a-lifetime type players – can't see it. say I've seen too many so far, other than maybe like Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. You'll hear his name a lot, um, but they're going to be gone top five, right? So no use thinking about that. Tommy Maddox saved his career thanks to the original XFL. Absolutely correct. Hell, we all remember Kurt Warner was playing in the Arena League. You know, I just, and look, those are outliers. I know those are big kind of exceptions, right? It's just about doing the work, putting it in, putting it on tape, and you never know. You never, never know. What round do you think we go inside backer? You know, I tell you what, until a couple years ago, I would have said day three, lock, lock it up, right? But then they take Quay Walker at 22, and all my life and worldview has been completely shattered. So it's entirely possible they do it at 25. And I certainly wouldn't make that selection but they might um i suspect probably round three on probably round four if i'm being like if i have to put a pin in it so to speak um that would be my guess but uh you never know you never really know where is the best pizza spot in queens oh controversy um well the spot i go with the girls every week is phenomenal i'll give them a shout out portobello here in Astoria, they have brick oven. The pizza is phenomenal. I mean, so fucking good. Um, but there are obviously a ton of great pizza spots in Queens. There's one out by MetLife um, that is just unbelievable. Um, there's one in uh, right by City that's just phenomenal. Can't remember the name right now. But I go every time. We usually grab a slice there when uh, when we go see a game. But yeah, Portobello is the one I love. It's my regular. And they're, like I said, the brick oven, old school. Oh, so good. Uncultured Barbarian, what's up, man? 
Here's another one. Who is the Lou Brown? The Packers staff. Great role by James Gammon. Oh, that's got to be uh, uh, Tom Clements, right? I mean, that's. Uh, I think that's just too perfect. You got to do that. Uh, Nags, the running back out of Missouri looks good. Thoughts? Probably a later pick. He's a pass catcher as well. It's a good question for Joey, who's down in uh, Indianapolis as we speak, covering those Mizzou players. Uh, gonna have to give him a give him a shout. See what he thinks. Do the workers at Portobello know your order right away when they see you walk in on Friday? Yes. There's one guy who literally just brings our drink order as soon as he sees us walk in the building. Yeah. Yes, they absolutely do. Um, Next, with mock drafts, podcasters galore, DIC, is the concept of sleeper draft pick all but gone? I don't think so, because a lot of the coverage, I'd say the majority of the coverage, really concentrates on the first two days of prospects, right? Now, you'll get the odd, like, oh, here are some sleepers I'm thinking of. But for every, like, five or six or ten that someone might name, there are, like, 20 or 30 other possibilities. And maybe someone else will name those, right? It's hard. It's real hard to keep track of, you know, what, 400 or so draft-eligible players. I'll never, ever forget. One of the most amazing kind of feats in that regard in my entire career covering football the first year, I think it was 2013 with Bleacher Report, when we did a live draft show where we streamed all 256 picks, right? And Matt Miller, I was the host, and Matt Miller was the analyst. And he broke down every selection. And there was one player out of the entire draft that he didn't know. It was like a tight end from some small school. But, like, there are people who do that kind of deep dive into so many of these prospects but they're few and far between. I think for the most part, you know, unless you are employed by a team and a professional scout, a lot of people are creating content around it. So you're concentrating on rounds one through three, a lot of the same names for good reason. They're going to be talented players and probably going to make something of themselves in the league. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's still certainly sleepers out there, you know, now, I don't think it's going to be rare. You're going to discover a guy, quote unquote, that, you know, a lot of the hardcore draft guys, like I was just talking about with Matt, haven't heard of him. That's going to be very few and far between. But as far as the general public, yeah, that's still out there. That's still in play. No question about it. Um, all right, everybody, I got to get going. I cannot thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go.